You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Say hey, it's a Friday podcast to get your championship weekend rolling or whatever else Al Dukes has planned. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. A Friday podcast? We do them every week. That's right. How you doing? Well, I'm doing well. Well, uh, you were out yesterday, and we had our uh, lengthy uh, Thursday meeting, so I said, let's do a podcast Friday. I jumped in on the meeting. Oh, that's right. You did jump in on the meeting from uh, Penn State University. Yes, from my hotel room. Your lovely hotel. Our hotels, like when you go to the Penn State and you go to the hotel, does it feel like it used to feel at hotels, or does it feel like you're the only one staying at the hotel? Well, considering we were the only ones staying at the hotel, it yeah. felt like we were the only ones at the hotel. Right. Because <laughs> so why else? This has been a couple of trips now. The Michigan State Hotel was open to the public, and there were a couple of people roaming around, but pretty much empty. Then we played at Ohio State, and then last night, Penn State. And in both those cases, we were the only people occupying the hotel. Hmm. All right. Now, the so Ohio not- State Hotel, Al, was closed, and they were reopening January 15th. They opened specifically for us. That's nice. And then this hotel last night, I don't know if they've been closed. I don't know what the deal is, but we were literally the only occupants of the hotel. What's the deal? What's the deal with hotels? No one's traveling. Jerry, yesterday uh, we gave you, or, or Wednesday, we gave you the story of dinosaur buttholes. And what that story was was that they found, for the first time ever, a fully preserved dinosaur butthole. And in the, in the science and dinosaur community, that was a very big deal. Yes. Well, within the same week, Jerry, I can tell you that scientists now have a new belief about dinosaurs, in particular the T-Rex. You know what I thought you were going to say? What's that? That in the same week you found your butthole. <laughs> For the first time, <laughs> fully preserved. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it is one body part we do not see. You would need to squat over a mirror to see that. No, I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. So you will not see that. Okay, so the T-Rex. The T-Rex, Jerry. Scientists now believe that the T-Rex had, quote, this is a quote, a massive and bendy penis. Well, good like, for him. Like those found in ducks. Were you aware that ducks had large, bendable penises? I was not. They say, uh, though, they say that about ducks that that it sort of like hides within the body. But then when a when a duck needs to procreate, it comes out. And does it come out the same way it comes out for a human one? No, I think it like upright think, and erect. 
Uh, that I don't know. They, 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 if they are thinking this dinosaur one is like a duck's and they say it's bendy, that it's bendable. Well, it's bendable, but so is yours right now. Right. Yeah. Right now it is bendable. Yeah. But then as you, as you call it, when sexy time comes, you better hope it's staying at attention. Right. It's not bendable. If it's bendable at that point, (laughs) then then that's a problem. You in trouble. (laughs) Find the little blue pill. (laughs) We've all been there when it's been, uh, bendable. Bendable's not good in Bendable certain times. Bendable is uh, certainly not good, Jerry. Right. But uh, they say that the T-Rex in particular, that they feel like needed this because in order to get close to another T-Rex, they're, they're, they're very um, rough bodies that those rough bodies smashing into each other would not be good for them so that they imagine. believe that the penis was both massive and bendable. I wonder how many divorces were in the T-Rex community because of uh, the bendable penis. Good question. But it is interesting that in one in one week, we have news about a dinosaur penis and a dinosaur butthole. I mean, what are the chances of that? Not great. Now, my question would be, what type of dinosaur news is there on a normal week? Right. Do we just ignore it because it doesn't interest you? Like, if you don't see penis or butt, you're not interested. Right. Like, if yeah, like was, if you go, oh, there's a new possible dinosaur species bone found. Yeah, don't care. Right. So I got it. I would have to see or talk to a would it be a paleontologist? Paleontologist, yeah. And find out how much news on an average basis every month is there. Right. How much dinosaurs? dinosaur news? Yeah. Yeah. I would be curious about that because then like, I know you're basically just seeking out, you know, perverted topics. Like if you put in a Google uh, alert for any stories involving dinosaurs. How often are you getting Google alerts? That's, you know what? That's a great question. Now, I'm not going to do that, but I do think that's an interesting. Now, I'm going to put in dinosaur, and I'm going to put in news in Google. So let's see. We get... That reminds me. Why don't I Why don't I have Google alerts for penis, um, you know, rats, urinals? So I would get all the news related to those items. So two days ago, I find this interesting. Two days ago, Jai gigantic dinosaur unearthed in Argentina could be the oh. largest land animal ever. You did not find that interesting. No. Instead, you went with the butthole and the bendable penis. Yeah, don't care about the Argentinian dinosaur. Interesting. How about that? Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Some of these headlines are really something, man. Dinosaur ones or just... Uh, <laughs> yes, and then the ones of the story you brought to us. Yeah, I'll tell you what, correct. There, a, there are a lot of stories on the fact that they might have found the largest dinosaur to ever walk the earth. And you went right, you glanced right over it. Yeah, right past it. <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah, how about that? We're still finding out about dinosaurs all those years ago. Yeah. Also, something that came up on the program today, we heard uh, from a pizza delivery guy who claims that uh, he has a few times been propositioned by women whom who ordered pizzas from him. Okay. To which I asked uh, Mike Biseglia, who used to be Geo's producer at CBS Sports Network, who now is a full-time Uber Eats guy, who also right. does an, a very interesting and fun podcast about being a delivery guy. How many called, people do you think download that? I, I think he's, I bet you he's got 5,000. Because it's really a unique situation. you got to think, if you're an Uber Eats or DoorDash delivery driver, you might pop that on. And 5, think about how many of them people are downloading that. I, I think so. Wow. I do think so. That's great. I Good could be wrong, him. but I'm Why? ballparking it. 
Why don't you start a podcast on dinosaur buttholes and see how many you get? I don't know if I could do something every week, Jerry. A one-time deal, maybe, but every week about the dinosaur buttholes? I don't know. How many paleontologists are there? I would at least get them to listen. You would hope, yes. And they'd be saying, who's this idiot? So I had reached out to him and yeah. asked if uh, if this has happened to him as an Uber Eats driver. Has right. he been propositioned? He says he, not yet. But he said he did once deliver a uh, make a delivery to a hotel room, and when the gentleman opened the door, the the gentleman was in underwear, and the woman was in lingerie. Wow! How about that? And he was wondering whether it was a pre or post meal. Uh, they ordered <laughs> a pre sex meal. <laughs> they ordered veal milanese, milanese, and uh, pizza. That's got to be a post meal. That's what I thought. Has uh, to be. Otherwise, you you're feeling full and bloated. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that has to be a post-activity meal. There's yeah. no way, especially if they're dressed like that. You're right. not going to basically sit down and nosh on that kind of food and then say, all right, time. No right. way. You're not in the mood for that after that, I wouldn't think, unless you're drinking gallons of wine with it. Right, because you'll be so feel bloated like crap. and very full. Right, like crap. That's a there, post. There is nothing worse than getting a big meal that you love and it's awesome, but you know you're going to feel like crap afterwards yes. and we still go ahead and eat it. Yes, because at the time, we're so hungry and looking forward to the meal that we can't help ourselves. Amazing. No self-control. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> Do you think they, that that couple that ordered the veal milanese and uh, the pizza, they were in a hotel room. Do you think they were cheating with one another? <laughs> Why do Which you is, go there? Well, because why else would they need a hotel room? Or do you think they were vacationing? I don't. know. I should have asked them what type of hotel it was. And was where it like was the a, delivery? Yeah, like was it was it a, a a cheesy hotel or was it like a nice hotel? Or I don't think that matters. Cheesy or nice, it could still be the same thing. Yeah, that's you know, true. Nice hotel people with money, cheesy hotel people that don't have money, or people with money that are trying to really throw off the senses. Or maybe they know. were a, a couple that is together, and they wanted to feel a different sexiness for the sure. night to go to a seedy motel. I don't know about a seedy. Would you take Gina to a seedy motel? I would not. No, because okay. I'd be afraid to touch anything in there. <laughs> right. You're already a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> at a nice hotel. You to take your clothes off in a seedy hotel? Right. At a beautiful hotel, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking around for bed bugs <laughs> you would, but you'd be like, and Ugh. pubes. All right. We got to go there. Yeah. Ugh. No, I, I hate that word. It's nasty. Yeah, it's a terrible word. Pubes. You're right. <laughs> Disgu- and you say it again. <laughs> yeah. It's You're right, on. though. It's disgusting. It's awful. How about this is a story, Jerry? And I never really thought of this, but I guess it was debated on Twitter. Oh, and they asked, the, they asked the question when you take a shower, do you predominantly face the shower when you're washing your hair, or do you. Have your back to the shower and bend your hair head back to wash your head. People are actually interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very debatable. You're bald. Why do you care? Well, because I used to be a face the back of the. I think when I had hair, I had my back to the shower and tilted my head back to wash my hair. But mm. now I'm a forward facing shower guy. Yeah, so am I. Forward facing, right? Yes, pretty. And sure you put my your head down. The other is back facing. Yeah, so maybe it d- depends on how much hair you have. Yes, I'm I'm not bald, but my hair I keep very short. Yes, you keep a trim. I do. So, yeah, forward-facing for me, definitely. Yeah, it would well, be well, tough if you have longer hair. Like, Eddie Scazzeri is probably a, a backwards-facing because he has long hair. Yeah, I would think so. He could certainly answer the question for us. 
Yeah. If he's standing by, but he's not. And he women afterwards. Like you said, I believe women are backwards face like they have their back to it to wash I would their think hair. most are, yes. And then they slick their hair back when it's wet, turn forward to wash your face. There you go. And your front. Sometimes put the conditioner in, let that soak in. Yeah. And do your other stuff, and there you go. I was just reading too. I uh, we asked uh, Rob Salah today what he uses Salah. to sh- Salah, what he uses to shave his head. Yes, the fusion. And then I, uh, the fusion, and then uh, I've got a number of uh, tweets from people, uh, bald men, that tell me that to use conditioner instead of shaving cream, and it works better. You know, I have not used shaving cream in twenty years. You go dry. Soap, regular soap. soap. Works just fine. Yeah, you just need something to glide. Yeah, I've the the whole notion of shaving cream is a complete and utter waste of money. Well, shaving cream is cheap. Like if you go Barbasol, like I go classic Barbasol sure. in the red can. That's but it relatively. Do anything. Che- uh, that, I guess that it does. Regular soap does. It. I guess you're right. Bar of soap, lather it up, good to but go. But I feel, but I feel like, I feel like a man when I'm. You know what I've got shaving cream on my face. Aren't we, aren't we over that feeling? At yeah, this point? I get news you would for think. you, Al. You're you're really more closer to feeling like a grandfather. Yes, than feeling like a man at this point. I've already been. I told you, I've been already going over my finances to I see know. when I can retire as an I old man. Cannot believe that in three and a half years you could technically just move into an over fifty-five community. Like that, that's me, true. That blows me away. Yeah, I probably will not end up doing that. I'm very happy. I think I'll be happy here where I am. Well, it's, yeah, you're not going anywhere. I'm acting like it. it's all 55 and over here anyway, not by rule, just but it's, by... But it's not by definition, and you're right. not in a gated community with people walking around in walkers and wheelchairs. It's a, You're in a beach community, man. It's awesome yeah. what you did. There is a cool place in uh, Spring Lake called the Essex and Sussex House. It's a 55 and old, over, and you buy into it. It's a, it's a massive building. It was a luxury hotel, uh, I okay. think, like in the, in the 20s. But it's beautiful. But you, it, they're small. The places are very small. And you, part of your monthly maintenance fee is use of the dining room downstairs. It's an ex- it, the the monthly maintenance fee is like I think almost a thousand dollars. Now, but does you, food you, come with that? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'd have to look into that. You tell me, but that is thousand dollars just to walk in. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I I think your food is part of that. Interesting. Yeah, like a meal and plan. Uh, yeah, and it's right on the water. It's like it's it's nice, but it's really old. So I would fear like it was haunted somewhere. Yeah, and I don't know that that interests me. What you've done interests me, and I could see that's. No, I'm not saying Bradley Beach, but I could see. My wife and I ending up in a similar type of scenario, right? Because I will not ever go into a fifty-five and older community. I have no interest in that. Hmm. It would be a townhouse or a condo next, and right. I like the idea of what you did. Perfect. Yeah, especially my wife loves the beach. Yeah, so I love being near the beach. I don't like going on the beach. Well, you it's like the strange. you like the beach community. I like the beach community, right? Yeah. I like to look out at the chaos, but not be in the chaos. I hear you. Well, you know you're a I people mean? watcher. I'm a people watcher. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're the the opposite of me. I, I don't give a rat's ass what people are doing. I really don't. <laughs> I do not care. Yeah. My, you know, and I do. and, and you're, a lot of people are like you. A lot of people like would find it very entertaining. Like my wife too would love. Let's just make like a daiquiri and sit on the terrace and just watch people yes. walk and judge like, people. I'm out. I'd rather read a book. Give me a margarita and a book. I'm good. And some music. 
And the chaos is the, fine as like right. atmosphere, but I'm not interested in anybody's life. I, I don't. You don't want to stare at people. I I'm not interested. Mm, I no. do. I know I'm you. Very and that's what a lot of people do. That's fine. People watching, they that. call it. Yes, and it's a very popular pastime these days. People watching and people judging. Welcome what to you, our society. What do you got on the docket for this weekend, Jerry? Uh, well. Like, what's a Friday night? You're well, on no sleep, though. I'm worried a little bit about you driving home. You, no, I'll you, be okay. You, I got my bag of sunflower seeds in the you car. You got I'll seeds that'll keep I you do. awake? Okay. Yes, they absolutely will. Uh, today, I think we're playing some flag football with my baseball team just to get them active a little bit. And then tomorrow, I don't think anything. I was supposed to be flying to Indiana tomorrow with Rutgers, but as we you will hear on the warm-up show coming up, we are doing the game from Rutgers on Sunday as opposed to being with the team. It will be the one game road-wise we don't go to. Um, and then we'll be right back at on Monday. So not a whole lot, actually. Okay. So much COVID crap going on again. I know. And it's really bothersome because, like, I am ready. I want to go out and I want to do things. And, like, we were supposed to go out tonight. And canceled it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. There's too much crap happening again. Right. So, and I'm, ta- you know, listen, I got to go to Penn State, but even, like, going there and doing the game is great. I'm trapped in a hotel. It's not like I'm doing anything. So Exactly. I don't know. I'm really not sure. I got to come up with something because I can't sit and stare at the four walls tomorrow. With I got to do something with the boys tomorrow. Something. All right. Something, Jerry. Maybe a little dodgeball tournament in your backyard. Mm, probably not going to do that. All right. Not a terrible idea, but I what about this? Go old school. Sit around your radios and listen to the warm up show, which is next. Oh, I could what do if that. You guys did that. I could do that. Yes, with a, you know, idea. get a drink, relax. That's a lovely idea. All right, Jerry. Let's do that. You have a safe trip home with your sunflower seeds, I'll and do we'll my best. see you on Monday. On Monday, we're going to know who the Super Bowl teams are. That's I mean, exciting. You know what? We're also going to know Monday. That What's we're, that? We're still not going to Tampa. Yeah. I know I wanted to make my triumphant return to the city of Tampa. Yeah, so did I. Not a return. I just wanted to go. Yeah. Oh, well. Hmm. All right. We'll see you on uh, Monday then. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say we do this on a Friday morning, a few minutes after 5 o'clock, football Friday. Lots of football yesterday, some basketball too late last night. His name is Albert Jackson Dukes. He is down the Jersey Shore. I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri, the Georgia Bulldog himself. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. Did you uh, sleep at the radio station last night? I got about this 90 minutes what... sleep in Boomer's office. In Boomer's office, yeah. So you came, you drove uh, from uh, Penn State? I did. You drove yourself? You were in your own car? Uh, yeah. So you you get done with the game. You drive from Penn State to uh, Hudson Street in New York City. I'm going to ballpark that at a three-hour drive. Three and a half. Three and a half hours. You yeah. roll up. I hope you got a good parking spot. At I least. did. Then you get up there. You uh, curl up on Boomer's office uh, couch, which is not comfortable. It is. He, 
Well, he went with, a, it could have been more fluffy, but he went with a more bougie type of couch. I'll tell you why I was comfortable, because the hotel bed was horrendous. I might as well have had a flat board. It was terrible. Oh. So the couch felt fantastic. All right. And you got 90 minutes in. The alarm, yep. the alarm goes off, and now you're pumped and ready to rock uh, and roll. Ready to go. Absolutely so. When's your next Rutgers game? Uh, Sunday at Indiana. All right. Ooh. Do you get to go Ooh. to Bloomington? You know, it's funny. I believe this one is going to be the one we are going to do remotely. Virtually. Yes. My partner, Joe Boylan, who is 82, had a back injury, so he could oh. not make the trip to Penn State, so I did the game myself last night. Oh, so little solo Jerry Recco action. Too much of me. Yes. <laughs> Pre-game, game, post-game was enough. Um, so if, in an effort to make sure he can do Sunday's game, um, he probably can't get on a flight. Right. So I opted to, why don't we just do it here, which is not great, but I'd rather have him with me than not. Have you done a game in Indiana before? Yes. That's like a, is that a legendary arena? I mean, it, I would say so. Is yes, that where Hoosiers was done? It's here's what I would say though. Disappoint. I didn't, I don't, I don't love it. Oh, you expected more I of a did. legendary place where Bobby Knight threw chairs and this sort of thing. I am not saying it wasn't cool being there. It was. I don't know what I was looking. I don't know what I was looking for. Right. It was like, all right, it's it's nice. It's, but it's you, cool. but you, you were looking forward to other places like in Kentucky and that sort of thing where it did live up to yes. what you thought. Right. Kentucky lived up to it. Duke lived up to it. Um, Purdue exceeded expectations. So yes, there have been other places that have lived up to the hype. All right. So. Do you think Rob Sala lived up to the hype yesterday, I don't. Jerry? I don't. Really? No. I, I, no um, Were you wanting more? He didn't disappoint. I'm not Correct. saying that. Um, he met the media. I expected, I don't know what, I don't know what the right word is. I expected a more, not angry, but a more stern, mm-hmm. declarative type of sounding coach. He sounds like a real nice guy. <laughs> And I'm sure he will be on the field. And I thought he was fine yesterday. I am not criticizing him. But if you're asking me the question, what did you ask me? I said, uh, <laughs> did it live up to the hype yeah, as, as we were it discussing? It was okay. It was all right, right? It wasn't bad. It was fine. Right, like normally on a day like this, we might have a ton of different things to talk about about his press conference. Yes. There's a couple things. Not There's a, a lot of things. No. Uh, you know what the biggest thing came out of the press conference? What's that? I thought... Was Woody uh, was Christopher Johnson saying Woody's on a plane coming back from London right now? Well, why didn't you wait for him? Guess who's back? Woody's back. Like he literally said, I don't know, I don't have the exact words on me, but he literally said something along the lines of he is on a flight right now. He'll be back soon, and he immediately will take back his role. So why didn't you wait a couple of hours and <laughs> let like, him be there for it? They're like, let's get one more press conference <laughs> without freaking Woody showing up here. <laughs> right. I thought that was funny. Yeah. You think Woody was like, hey, Joe Biden, I could do the same thing. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Hey, Biden, I got this covered. I've hey. got experience. Hey, Biden. <laughs> hey, Biden. Let about, me just... Hey, Mr. President. <laughs> hey, Mr. President Biden. Let me just stick around. <laughs> no, I think he's probably happy to get out of there. Do you think he's going to come back and like be super hands-on? Because he was hands-off, supposedly, while he was uh, working with the Donald. I think that there's a chance he will be, but not immediately. I think he's got to get caught up to speed. Do you think if you're working at the Jets right now, people are excited when he's coming back? Or they're like, oh. Woody's back. I think they might be excited. I mean, Woody, I, 
I don't know. I never heard a bad thing about Woody in terms of personnel, but I mean, I'm not around it either, so I, I don't know the answer to that. But no, but you, but you never want. It's always good when some bosses go away. Yes, and it's it, especially if your brother comes in and he's a he's like a goofball, fun type of guy. Like he's more of a pushover type. Or that I wasn't going to say that, but uh, yeah, yes. Woody's coming back. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, Woody's coming back. You should have been here when they're telling Rob Sala, who oh would have been so cool with no Woody. <laughs> Listen, if Rob Sala wins games, yeah, it's not going to matter who's back and who's not back. He'll be. I, I one thing I did like that he kept saying. He said it on at least two, maybe three occasions. When he referenced championship, it was championships. We're going to win every year. Flew it well, to the top. No, no, no. But he didn't say it that way in a stupid way. He said the goal around here is to win championships. Yes. And it wasn't like, you know, the goal is just to win the Super Bowl once. It was he wants to build a perennial winner. That's exactly what you want to hear. That's why when I say it didn't live up to the hype, everything he said was terrific. I had no issue with that. I just expected a little bit um, – a little more colorful type of press conference. But I think he's going to be great. Do you like the mantra, all gas, no breaks? Um, I thought that was a bit goofy. A little goofy? Yes. Now there were- Sal Licata had a great point. What did he say? So I posted, and when I heard that immediately, of course, first, and it's funny, I posted, you know, all gas, no break. And I wrote B-R-E-A-K. Because when I heard that, my thought was all gas, meaning we are going and we're not taking a timeout. We're not slowing. Oh. I didn't think brake like brake pedal, so I wrote it yeah. wrong, but whatever. Sal responded. I, I loved it. He wrote something. What did he say? He said, you know what happens when you have all gas and no brake? You crash spectacularly. Yes, and you eventually have to go around a tight turn and you're done. <laughs> yes, I thought that was funny. There was also some talk that he stole that from uh, LaFleur, the Packers uh, head coach. Oh, is this true? Because there's video on the sideline of him saying that. But, oh, no. Uh, this was brought up on Carton and Roberts during an interview, and he said perhaps they stole it from him. Oh, how about that? How about that? I did not get to – I'm actually going to go through the interview yeah. since I was away. Was the interview different sounding? No, he also was – I mean, he, he showed a personality in that he laughed and things. Okay. But he wasn't like – it was similar to the press conference, I would say. I will say these, you know, the press conferences after games on the Zoom call are fine, but I don't know. It, it really misses something. Yeah. And on a day like yesterday, I didn't, I don't know. It's just weird. And because I watched it on the Jets website. And so you got them there. They have the, the tripod, you know, the, the triple camera box, whatever you want to call it, the tri box. And it's like they're just kind of waiting for voices to send out triple a question. Box. Yeah, it's weird. They should do Octobox, put different reporters in. I don't in want Octobox. It gives me a headache. You're right. You know, it changes the whole dynamic because even for the coach, he's up there in a room by himself or with other Jet employees only. Yes. He doesn't have the live media in front of him. It just it does change the whole right, dynamic. Like Dan Campbell opened up his press conference with a joke in Detroit. Yeah. But no, you can't hear or see a reaction. Right. It's like, okay, great, move on. Now, Rob says he will not be calling defensive plays. What do you think about that? I think that's fine. That's what you have a defensive coordinator for. So he will only be the overseer. And, you know, I never understood, Al, why you would see, you know, a head coach, whether it was offense or defense. Like, what is the point of having the coordinator? Like, you're supposed to be in charge of all of it. And I know it's I know it's a popular thing for some for some teams. And I know Adam Gase called the plays here for a while. And, you know, I, I get it. But I just think, worry about the team in its entirety. 
and leave the, you know, the decision making in terms of the place to the guys you hired to do that. So how does that work, Jerry? Let's say the Jets have the ball, right? Who's their offensive coordinator? I don't even remember. Are they hiring Lafleur? Oh yeah, Lafleur. His brother, Lafleur, the yeah. French guy. Yeah, Lafleur. Right, he's not French. So uh, the Jets have the ball first and ten at their own twenty. They they got the ball on a, a, a touchback. Blah blah blah. That'd be the twenty-five. Uh, okay, the twenty-five. When did that rule change? Because oh Jerry in the eighties when I watched football, <laughs> it was the twenty. So that must be a new rule going into effect this coming year. <laughs> no, it wasn't this coming year. Okay, so it's first and ten from the twenty-five. Uh, Lafleur Lafleur calls uh, a deep bomb. Does that go through? Rob Sala now? Well, he's on headset. He'll hear everything. And, I, and if he doesn't like it, does he go, whoa, 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 I think he certainly should. Yes, of course. I mean, you're still, at the end of the day, you're still responsible for what but, happens. But so LaFleur calls the play. It goes right into Sam Darnold's helmet? Yeah. But it, then what if what if uh, Rob Sala doesn't like it? Does he go in Sam's helmet? No, 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 no. I believe you do. And the helmet, the oh microphone gosh, that, is live for, I think, <laughs> until there is eight seconds left on the yeah. play clock. And then it cuts off. Imagine every play that the guy calls you get in your head. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no bomb, no bomb. <laughs> that would be quite a no hand bomb. Off, hand off. What are you telling him to run to the telephone pole and do a button hook? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it down and out. I'll fake it to you. Go long oh, on three. Man. Ready three. I would love a great science experiment and a big football experiment in like week seventeen or maybe week eighteen, wherever we're at. And when you got a team that's completely out of it, just try that. Yeah. Here's the, here's the game out. plan, guys. You, Mr. Quarterback, you're calling the plays. Oh, okay, fine. No, 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 no. We're not giving you the playbook. Just draw it up in the dirt. Yeah. That's how we're playing this game. We use, always used to do it. If someone was going deep, you keep everybody else short so that there weren't enough, there weren't defenders back there. You want to draw you play, the man-to-man coverage. Yeah, because when, you, when you're playing in the street, there's no safeties. Like It's it's all man-to-man. You know what you could have done? You could have went and got Alvin Kamara. Everybody went, went, would have went with him. Yeah. And then your wide receiver would have went <laughs> straight down the field all right, by himself. Wide open. <laughs> wide open. Yes. He also, this Rob Sala, Hala Fasala, Am I saying it right? I still feel like okay. Yeah, you are. He's going to report directly to Joe Douglas, right? As they are so, changing their structure. Yeah, because that doesn't work when like there has to be a structure, Jerry. You've got Woody, then you've got Joe Douglas, then you've got Rob Sala. Yeah, you can't have multiple people reporting to Woody. Oh no, Woody, no, you can, you can, and they did. It just it didn't work. If Woody would have gone to the police, this would have never, never have happened. Happened. That's right. Why do we know that from the Woody Woodpecker cartoon from all those Because years we ago? all watched cartoons. And I think didn't that happen? Didn't that wasn't that said over and over in that episode? Yeah. And what's weird is that originally was like a black and white episode. That's how old it is. Is that true? Yeah, over and over again. If Woody would have gone to the police, this would never. Why the Woodpecker is involved with the police, I don't know. I d I don't remember. I Me don't neither. remember either. Hmm. Killer. Yeah. Hmm. You stay up late at night wondering about that? No, but that that the fact that I started saying it and you knew what I was saying is yes. weird. Like everyone right now listening is like, yes, the Woody Woodpecker episode. You probably can't name another Woody Woodpecker. No, I episode. can't. Off the top of my head, I couldn't, or I, right. I couldn't even come up with another line. Right, no if Woody would have gone to the police. That's right. Oh, oh, my mach- my machines are. Ta- I must have said something. I remember machine. when with the uh, with the witch, and away we go, and away we go, because there was. A bunch of brooms, and only one of them was the magic broom. I this was Woody Woodpecker show? Yes. I don't remember that. What about with uh, Scooby-Doo, those meddling kids? Meddling kids, yep. That's. I mean, that's common. 
That is very common. Another, yeah. The only other Woody Woodpecker I remember is uh, someone was trying to get Woody Woodpecker to read things in his alphabet soup. And every time they asked Woody to read something, the 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 soup spelled out, I can't see a thing. It's like, oh, what does it say, Woody? <laughs> I can't see a thing. I, I don't really think I really watched Woody Woodpecker much. Uh, evidently, and I And then there was one it. with a bunch of, <laughs> okay, like, a pile doing? of eggs. Yeah. But he was trying to find, like, a ping pong ball, and he was like, oh, this is an egg. Oh, this is another <laughs> egg, too. This is an egg. And he kept eating all the eggs. I will right, we'll take your phone calls on Woody Woodpecker on the other <laughs> your side. Your favorite of this Woody break. Woodpecker eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Anyway, it's cartoons until six. Um, we will do some more football though, because uh, probably more on Salah. Yes. Yeah. Unless you think we're not going to do cool games on a Friday, you are sadly mistaken. Well, of course we're going to do it because you have to sing it. Exactly. And really, no, more, no more Woody Woodpecker talk. No. no. Oh, it would have been so cool with no Woody. <laughs> Quick break. Hold your Woody calls. <laughs> no, Woody calls coming up. 877-337-6666. Might even have a guest about Woody coming up. You never know. Right here on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 23. You want to feel old, Al? Sure. How about this one? Guess who turns 72 today? Give me a hint. Is this a television music. personality? Music. A singer? Music. 72. Music. Journey. Steve Perry? He's 72. Wow. Sorry. How about that? I bet he still has a great voice. Our friend Glenn Shuck. From Glenn 10, 10 Chuck. Wins, retwe- retweeted that from somebody. But ten to, uh, do you think we'll get a Boomer Sports Minute on it? And, the, and he might. a birthday shout-out to Steve Perry. And then uh, Glenn then tweeted, I wonder how old Sherry is. <laughs> oh, Sherry. <laughs> Jerry NY, New York One news reporter and two-time Emmy winner Roger Clark checking in on Twitter saying his favorite Woody Woodpecker episode was the one where Woody goes over Niagara Falls. Awesome. That used to be a thing, like where cartoon, barrel. yeah, cartoon characters would go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. It was very popular back then. Now, last segment, Jerry, I asked you if you were, um, if you expected more from the Rob Sala press conference. You said you expected a little more. Uh, we got a little more in the Dan Campbell press conference yeah. as he was introduced to the media up in Detroit. Yes. Do you want to hear the clip that's everywhere this morning? I sure do, Jerry. This is how his team's going to play. All we're right. going to kick you in the teeth. Mm-hmm. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up. But he wasn't done there. And then it's right. going to take two more shots to knock us down. Okay. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. Because you will not have any kneecaps left. That seemed a bit aggressive. <laughs> I checked uh, the NFL rule book. That is a penalty. In yes, fact. you can't if do that. If you bite kneecaps on your way up from a tackle when the play is dead, but you will be penalized. But it sets a tone, Al. I did now when when I first saw this yesterday, I was super excited 
and I said, oh, I hope the Rob Sala press I conference agree. is like this. I agree. But I have to tell you, and I know Twitter hates everything, the overwhelming majority of people wrote back to me thought it was a bit of a clown show by Dan Campbell, and I got a lot of this smells like 2-14, and 14, this looks like a 3-13 and 13 team. You might be right. Here's, here's where I will differ from that. I would guess, this is just my opinion, I would gather most people did not watch his one-hour press conference, that they just saw the one-minute clip that was all over social media. Yeah. So this morning when I got in or woke up or whatever, I decided to go watch. I haven't gotten through all of it, but I will tell you from the 30 minutes of the Dan Campbell press conference that I saw, it is just a guy that is super excited to be there. He is fired up, and he's a bit of a... A clown, but in a good way. I don't mean it like in a bad way. I just think he's like, he's a football player turned coach and he can't wait to get started. Like he seems passionate about it. I don't think it was, I don't think it was a clown show. I think it's just, I mean, I'm going to give you one. So this I thought was funny or interesting. So they go back to when I guess he was tight ends coach with the Dolphins and they show a clip of a young tight end who doesn't go block for a running back on the other side of the field. And Campbell is screaming from the sideline, go block, go block. So then the kid comes over, and my point is, this is just the intensity the guy has. He's mic'd up, and then here he is talking to the kid. And listen to how he's nice and calm, and then it builds towards the end. Listen to me. When, when your teammate catches a ball, when Lamar breaks that, go block for him. You understand? Don't loaf down the field walking, watching him run. Go block for him. Okay? You drop a ball, fine. Go f- Block for him, please. <laughs> Love it. See, that's I like him. this. I think he's just intense. <laughs> you're right. That started off really nice. Hey, listen, don't loaf down the field. The guy catches the ball. You're not out of the play. You got to go block. Go block. Go bleep and block for block. him. <laughs> like he was about to lose his mind. And then, then they show the clip where on like whatever next series or the next opportunity the kid has, he just lays someone out. Yeah. And, you know. Campbell's the first one to go greet him coming off the field and he's like tapping him on the head. That's what I'm talking. That's how you do it. Like Perfect. he's just into it. And he's right. The teams, especially like a team like Detroit, should take on the identity of the city. And that's what he was saying. It and it reminded me of the Pacers teams that used to beat the crap out of uh Michael Jordan. I mean the uh, Pistons. Oh, okay. I was gonna say what? Is that what they were playing 60-minute games? No, no. (laughs) When the Detroit Pistons, they were a pain in the ass to play because they were going to knock you down. They were going to play dirty. And when I think of Detroit, I'm afraid of Detroit. Have you ever been there? No. The suburbs are beautiful. I don't want to hear that. I want the inner city. Detroit. I want the streets of Detroit. But most cities are... You know, the streets are, you know, it's tough. What it They're is. tough. That's yeah, what I, I mean. That's what I want my football team. Like, I do want, like, I love to, to hear that when he said, take on the identity of the city. Meaning, if someone from out of town was walking the streets of Detroit, you got to, your head should be on a swivel. Just like New York City. Because the Jets, unfortunately, Jets and Giants, we play in the in New Jersey. It's not as tough. Now, I don't when know where Rex the Lions. The coach, I think the Jets were pretty tough. They were tough, tough right. Yeah, they were. Now, I how about the Chargers? Soft, like San Diego. Soft, soft. Nice and surfer dudes. Yes, <laughs> nothing but surfer dudes. Anytime the Chargers came east and had to play in cold temperatures, they shouldn't even have gotten off the plane. Yeah, like Dan Campbell's right. Teams should look on the schedule and go, "Oh my God, we're going to Detroit." Yep. There was multiple years, Jerry, 
where like we think of New York City as like the murder capital of the world, Detroit gets that a lot of years. Do they? Yeah. I remember the one year David Dinkins demanded a recount. <laughs> that was an old Letterman joke. <laughs> so stupid. That was I legitimately remember that as a Letterman joke. <laughs> about, uh, Detroit was uh, named the most dangerous city or the most murders or something. And it goes, and uh, Mayor Dinkins has demanded a recount. I remember when Burkhart and I were one. there covering the Super Bowl. We yeah, went we out. were in the cushy suburbs, we went Jerry. Out, well, yes, but we went out one night in the city because everything happened, you know, downtown. That's where the media center was, like, at the Ford building, I believe. Like the real Detroit, downtown like we Detroit? we were in the real Detroit. Like, we went out to the casinos. Oh, my. Um, oh like we my. had a good time. Um, but what was weird was the city was empty. Remember when we were in San Francisco? There were The homeless was everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what they did in Detroit, but it was it was very nice. It was actually really nice, and the suburb. I'm telling you, it was beautiful. Yeah, I don't want to hear that, Jerry. I want to hear about well, the. I want to hear about Eminem's Detroit. Uh, well, where Eminem was hanging out, I didn't when see any writing that, raps. Yes, I did not see. That was Eight Mile. Is that where that was? Yeah, Dan Campbell should bring an Eminem. Maybe he will. Let them let these players know what real Detroit's like, and you know, we're going to be like the Pistons. Bring in uh, Bill Lambeer. I'll give you one more before we move on from him. Do you remember how? Or at least every time you watch a new coach's press conference, they usually, and really leading up to the press conference, you start to hear rumblings about who the offensive coordinator is going to be. Like before Sala yesterday, we knew how many people off his, uh, that were going to be on his new staff, right? Yes. Miles Austin was one. We just heard about that. About uh, LaFleur. All these people that he's been in contact with and knew who was going to be on his staff. This would be, I would say, if I was a Lion fan, I'd be a little uncomfortable because here's Campbell talking about uh, his staff that he apparently has um, n- no one yet. Man, I, I'm scouring, Uh-oh. I was going to say the country, but <laughs> even beyond the country, if you will. I'm looking for the best coaches I can find for the best spots. All right, there's great coaches out there. You just got to find them. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Meaning, I got no one. <laughs> We're going to Japan looking for a football coach. <laughs> Oof. Can Bill Lambeer coach football? He might. Why not? That's what he should do. He should go hire the uh, – go get Rick Mahorn. Go get Bill Lambeer. Go get Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Eminem, somebody. <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty – and he that wasn't being great. funny. He'd have been like, listen, I had a bunch of people on my list. They all got other jobs, so <laughs> I'm going to be scouring this country. <laughs> Good Lord. Tough start, dude. Yeah. It's not easy. But I did enjoy his press conference. Me too. Like I say, the, I watched probably 25 minutes so far of the hour, and I recorded the rest of it, and – um he just looks like a passionate guy. I mean, he right. you know, he thanked a lot of people. How about this? Sala spoke, like his opening statement, I don't think was more than three, four minutes, would you say? Like, it wasn't long. And then he's right. like, all right, I'll take questions. I was like, wow, that was quick. I believe Campbell spoke for 18 minutes in his opening statement. Yeah. Well, he was doing uh, the cap biting and yeah, he identity was. of the city, kicking people in the teeth. Pretty thinks, much. Thinks Matthew Stafford is a stud. I could also tell he wasn't reading anything. Like, there was nothing prepared. It was just, Mike's on, I'm going to talk. Yeah. And so, you know, he even admitted. He goes, I'm kind of in circles here, and I'm all over the place, but I'm excited. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll stink. Maybe he won't. I don't know. That might but be my new team. The Lions. Detroit I mean, why Lions. not? You've rooted for the other 31. You might as well pick them now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do real quick before we take a break? Can we go yeah. buzz, no buzz? Sure. What's the buzz? Everyone's got You've buzz, got a buzz, buzz no buzz, buzz. buzz. I love it. I do. 
The Eagles have a new head coach, Al. <laughs> yeah. His name is Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni. Buzz no, or no buzz? No buzz. Never heard of you. What's the buzz? I know. Nick Sirianni, he might be great, I suppose. Where'd he come from? Get lost. Like, I, I was stunned when I saw that yesterday. Doug Peterson should come out and go, ah, how you like me now? <laughs> well. You got a guy named Nick Sirianni as your head coach. Yeah. Good I, luck. I was really surprised when I saw And the first thing I thought of when I saw it on the crawl, buzz, no buzz. No buzz. No buzz. I hope they play the Lions this, this year so Dan Campbell can just go right across the field <laughs> and just bite Nick Sirianni's <laughs> kneecaps right off. This is how you do it, boys. <laughs> that would be something. Just chew, his, uh, chew his kneecaps right off and spit them in his face. All right, the hour is halfway done. We've actually passed the halfway mark. Oh. So that means on the other side of this break, we play a game called Cool Games. Cool Games. We'll discuss. And then Boomer mm-hmm. and Gio on a football Friday. And by the way, a Nick Friday, because if you're just waking up, what? the Knicks beat the Warriors last night. They're 8-8, eight and eight and they won three in a row. So Ooh, just saying, they need to be discussed a little bit today All at right. some point. So uh, a lot going on here on a Friday right here on The Fan. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. I'm surprised you didn't come back with a <laughs> Steve Perry <laughs> Journey song. Me too. Bad job by me. <laughs> All right, but you know, what, you know what is a good job by you, usually? If you're just waking up, the Knicks scored 40 first-quarter points last night and beat the Warriors. Draymond Green was ejected because the official said, my bad, after the game, which is really funny, actually. So he got ejected, and then the official afterwards said, probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, no, he actually said it was our mistake. So he had oh. a technical, and then he was screaming at James Wiseman was, um, was Green. The official thought that he was yelling at the official. And they oh. teed him up again and kicked him out of the game. And after the game, they went to um, Steve Kerr, the head coach, and said, we made a mistake on that. I mean, it doesn't help him at all, but yeah. My bad. Our bad. Sorry about My that. My bad. What do you think of this uh, Dwayne Haskins going to the Steelers, Jerry? This is a done deal. I think nothing of it. Nothing? Did you watch him play last year? I did, but I don't know why I get... I always feel like when guys go to new places, maybe they get rejuvenated. Maybe he will. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's still there. Yeah. And he's going to be the quarterback next year. Yeah, but he'll get hurt. He so might. He does. I Limp, guess. He's always limping around. Did he get hurt this year? I like a redemption. I don't remember. I like a redemption. Yeah, I think he got hurt. Oh, who knows? Maybe no. Maybe he was just rested at the end of the year. Well, then he's really well, yeah. To that get was hurt. the final game. I mean, I think he made it through the season. They were eleven and zero, and he was a big part of that. But- I think like if he gets a if he gets a fair shot again and then fails, then you can say Dwayne Haskins stinks. But I feel like he can't really give one like one team they might just be a bunch of screwballs down there i am not arguing with you my point is i just don't see him being the quarterback in pittsburgh for still a while oh like i don't think he signed with the steelers and he's going to be their you know week one quarterback next year i think wake me up in 2022 when he might get a, a chance do you think he'll be a number two or a number three well, you got a one and a two. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the three, four, five. Well, you can't really say you got a three, four, or five. Well, you could, and then you could always go with a six and a seven with the practice squad. Yeah. So who knows? One of those. I don't know where he'll end up. I'm not sure. Right, are those. you ready to do I the award-winning, the fun? Mm-hmm. We're down to two games. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're any less cool or not cool. That's right. Time for time for. Cool games. Cool games. Dal and Jerry's got your cool games. Come on, Al. 
games time for what you got cool games cool games championship weekend and we've got your cool games whimsy right now is looking at you saying how did I end up with this guy? Yeah, she's like, what is going on? It's 5.43 in the morning. That are your neighbors. Why is this tool singing right now? Neighbors are like, I hear a power ballad from the 70s coming from one of the other condos. <laughs> That's right. All right, yeah. we got two games for you coming up on Sunday. Cool mm-hmm. games or not cool games, you get to run them down. It's just two yeah, of them, so it doesn't take long. It's funny because people will say, it's championship weekend. Aren't they both cool games? We don't know until we do it. We have like, to do we it. We don't know. That's exactly right. You can't assume that. You know what that means? Makes an ass out of you and everyone else. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Jerry, our first potential cool game of the weekend. Uh, we got no cool games on Saturday. They're not playing this week, which kind of stinks. Sunday, though, we don't even have a 1 o'clock start. This furry first game of cool game championship uh, weekend is a Sunday at 3.05. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and old man Tom Brady at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers in... Somewhat old man, Aaron Rodgers. Jerry Recco, let me ask you this. Tampa at Green Bay. Is this a cool game? I think it is. And Aaron Rodgers, old man Aaron Rodgers, is actually a young man in this game because he's five years younger than Tom Brady. Is that right? I think it's, and you know what's funny? I think it's a cooler game that it's in Green Bay as opposed to Tampa. I agree. I think the fact that it's going to be cold. Now, I know know Bruce Arian said it's not cold unless it's in the single digits. And I think it's going to be in the 30s. So it's not frigid. But it's it's Lambeau Field. They are putting, I believe, they're putting a few thousand fans in again. I think it was six. That was right. six thousand, whatever it was. So there'll be a little bit of an atmosphere. You've got Brady. Can he can he possibly get back to the Super Bowl at age forty three with a new team in year one against Aaron Rodgers, who most people believe will be the MVP of the league? I do. Th- I think it's a good game. I'm look. I am looking forward to this game. Yes, cool game for me. Cool game for me as well, Jerry. It uh, could be even cooler. I just Googled the weather. Snow showers. Okay. 30 degrees. So that makes it even more cooler. And and remember, last week, it's not just about Rodgers, because last week I didn't think Packers-Rams was a cool game. I agree. This right. week, cool game. Cool game. Yes. Now, when I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when I was living in Tampa, the Green Bay Packers versus the Buccaneers was always great games because it was Brett Favre against Warren Sapp in that Buccaneer defense. It was great. Right, I'm, sure. I'm hoping we get a little bit of that. Well, I think it, we might, but I do think you're going to get a lot of points in this game. You what know? do you like in this game, Jerry? I know you do this later on with Boomer and Gio, but it's a different audience four or five hours apart. I am actually going to – it's funny. See, I'm, I'm gonna, not asking you with points. I'm just saying, Jerry, who's going to the Super Bowl from man. the NFC? Everything Ooh, tells me to take it. the Packers, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to take the Bucks. Wow. I do. I think oh, I am going to take the Bucks. Wow. I, I might be wrong, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa. Interesting. Now, Jerry, check, me, check back in four hours. I might take uh, Green Bay. <laughs> Jerry, there's a second game this Sunday, championship weekend. It begins at 6.40 p.m. It is going to be the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. I have a question for you, Jerry. What's that, Al? Is this a cool game? How could it not be? Mahomes is going to be back. Mm-hmm. I know it's not official, but let's be honest. He's on the practice. He's, He's going to be back. He's playing. You got Josh Allen running around like a lunatic. Yes, you do. You got, I think, a, a decent Buffalo defense. The Chiefs can light it up. 
I'm looking forward to this game. Yes, I think we've got two cool games for Championship Sunday, and I agree with you said before. Not every championship game is a cool no. game. I think it's, these two are. It's not a guarantee. There no. are no guarantees about cool games. Now, I think this would be better if it was in Buffalo with fans versus in I Kansas agree. City. I, I, the, those I Buffalo disagree. fans are fun. They are, but you know what? At least in Kansas City, they've been not quite to the extent of Dallas with the amount of fans. Yeah. But that looks like when you see that is the most aside from the Cowboys, that's the most representative of past NFL games with the fans. Oh yeah, I think they let in like seventeen thousand. Yeah. And it does sound like it and it does look the part and there's a feel to it. So you're right. I think fifteen thousand fans in Buffalo, not seven thousand, but if you were able to get fifteen thousand in Buffalo, that would have been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. It's in Kansas City, they earn the home field advantage. Regardless, it is a cool game. Is that right? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Yes, wrap it up here. Those were cool games. Championship weekend. And we've got your cool games. Turns out both are cool games. Get ready on Sunday. You've got time for two cool games. I feel like the outro's gotten longer. It has. I'm trying to stretch. <laughs> now, what are you going to do for Super Bowl Sunday? Are we still well, doing cool games? I think yeah, we have to. we got to finish it. Who knows? You don't know who's going to be injured. What if Patrick Mahomes and what, what if the Packers and the Chiefs win? Both their quarterbacks are injured. We got a double backup uh, Super Bowl. Not cool. That is true. You so never we know. Don't, Jerry, you don't, we don't know whether these are cool games until the theme music plays and we break it down. Now, one guy asked me on Twitter a couple of days ago. Is that right? Are we going to do cool games for baseball? And I said, no. there's no chance I was doing that. But I will ask you, there's a hiatus of a week next week. Are we going to fill it in to keep it rolling know. through the Super Bowl? I don't know, Jerry. Or are we going to have a bye week for the cool games? I think we only do cool games if there is a cool game. Like uh, like baseball, it would have to be like you know, two teams where there was some sort of bitter rivalry and a great pitching matchup. Then I'd be like, hey, Jerry. I think like Mets-Braves. Cool yeah, like a Mets-Braves situation. Mets-Phillies. Yankees-Red Sox. Yeah. We could find – how about – Yankees Rays, where they're throwing at them. Uh, yes, yeah, see that would be that would be. All right, so there's cool potential game. for cool games, like randomly. The potential on a right. random Friday after the football Correct. season. Correct. I could live with that. I think that would be Correct. okay. I just have to break down, you know, how many innings they play, how many minutes each game is. Right. You'd have to really <laughs> break it down, Jerry. Do you have any excitement uh, at the news that the Cincinnati Bengals will be getting new uniforms? I don't. Now, lest you think they're getting new helmets, they are not. The helmets will remain the same, yeah. but they are very excited and putting out promotional hype videos for their new How different uniforms. are they? Have we seen? I can't. No, we haven't seen them yet. Right, they, because they're they, oh, them in the spring. We always do this. New uniforms coming. Then they show the new uniforms, and I'm trying to figure out how they're different from the old uniforms. So, no, I'm not a uniform guy. So I, I don't not care. A, no. I'm a uniform guy. I'm really Unless, now, I'm a uniform guy when it comes to Terrible uniforms. Like, I don't like the Nick City uniforms they're wearing. They're terrible. Okay. I don't care for those. But, no, I mean, if they're representative, it's fine. Whatever. They're uniforms. Just go out and win. Bob Dwyer, who works on the program, noted Bengal fan. He's got to be pumped. He's probably like, get me a get me a Joe Burrow brand new uniform. We'll take uh, a break. Jersey. We'll get Bob Dwyer on awesome. the show coming up after this. 
And then we'll have Boomer and Geo at six right now. Now that oh. we've done cool games, yeah, we've got a Radio.com Sports Minute. Yes. Amy Lawrence talking about, I know where she's going here. I think this has to do with Shaq. An awkward moment on Inside right? the NBA. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Nice to have you with us on a football Friday. Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. Knicks won last night at Golden State. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. And new Jets head coach Rob Sala with Boomer and Geo coming up at 8.10 this morning. What else you got, Al? Yeah, yeah. Jerry, the uh, Miami Heat uh, plan on having fans in the stands at some point, And they are going to have COVID-detecting dogs. Yeah, I don't understand this. Sniffing the The COVID audience. out of you? <laughs> no, they don't sniff it out of you. They can smell it on you. How is that? Sad? That's amazing. They have dogs that can smell cancer. I mean, how do we get some of these dogs? I don't know. How do I get my dog? To right do now, this? I just want to go to the Princeton Longevity Center. You're telling me I can get a dog to figure all this out? I have a. Do- I could have my dog smell you and see what's wrong. Your dog smell you a lot? She smells everything, but I, she doesn't communicate what she is getting out of it. Got you it. You know what I mean? Like, I just I would need a dog. If you had a dog that was sniffing COVID, right? Yeah. Do you get paid for that because you're the dog owner? Like, those dogs are, oh, aren't so going So if the dog was working... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, what are you going to put a trust fund for the dog? No, but you're yes. Listen, that would be how that works. It's not cheap to have dogs. Eddie will tell you he's got three dogs. I have only one dog. Just the amount of food and treats you got to buy these dogs. Yes. So if they were working for their food, you are now responsible for another living being. And I can't really complain about my dog. She she was a professional athlete. That is true. She's retired now, but she <laughs> saved none of her money. She's got the perfect owner now because doesn't want to do anything, just like her owner. <laughs> the place to be 24 hours a day for New York sports and the best games in town is the fan.